Locale. Local. Shock. Local. Cambiamento. Tapir. Gergelecta. Sacula Ijaia. Food. Change. Hello everyone and welcome back to the SPIN podcast. My name is Valentina Gritti and I'm the podcast host and the global community and project manager of the Slow Food Youth Network. This episode is part of the series Spinners Around the Globe. In this series, we're going to meet different activists of our network. We're going to get to know more about who they are, what they do in their daily lives and how they are involved with the Slow Food Youth Network. We have similar set of questions for all the spinners, but in addition to those, we will see, of course, where the conversation brings us. The special guest of today is Juan Carlos Villegas from Oaxaca in Mexico. And Juan Carlos is an active member of SFIN in Mexico, and he participated in the Digital Global SFIN Academy this year. He's the director of Ethnofoods and knows a lot about local food culture and in particular about mezcal. Welcome, Juan Carlos. Thank you, Valentina. Uh, thank you for the invite because it's too interesting talking with all the people in the world. And if you have a question, I am say here. Yeah, maybe we can start with a bit of introduction about yourself. Okay, so I don't know what is the start, but for example, maybe I have 10 years working with the social projects and I design different uh, projects in different parts of Mexico. But my, my first project I started in Oaxaca. Uh, in the first time, I explained where is Oaxaca. Oaxaca is the small uh, state in, in the south of Mexico and have the most incredible biodiversity. Oaxaca is a complex uh, place because have different uh, weathers, different seasons, and have uh, different places to work. In Oaxaca, I'm working with the different producers with mezcal, I working with different producers with chocolate or cacao, and I work with the youth people. And the la and three years ago, I started a new project. The name is Ethnofood. Ethnofood is a, a small project, but working with the social uh, business. And this project is interesting because it's a food lab. Uh, maybe five years ago, I stayed on the Terra Madre, the most incredible uh, event in the world. And I know the, the concept, the food labs. Uh, what is a food lab? The food lab is the, the small place to work and working with different projects. But the center is the food. Ethnofood is the social gastronomy. Why? Because I'm working with the youth people in vulnerable situations and create a space and working with different products. I making like the new employees for the people and now start the new project to give like a cooking class, tours, the social tourists and give the different experience. And I working with different uh, enterprise like uh, Airbnb with the social experience and I working with the local producers. It's too interesting because I connection with the interesting person from different parts of the world. I'm presenting like different methods to work with the good uh, process. And I talking about like different projects in Oaxaca. No, it's only for the food, but maybe with the social project with the persons in different situations and different producers or maybe uh, artists. 
it's a complex project, but I hope if you have the opportunity, you find maybe in um, Facebook or uh, Instagram or uh, Twitter uh, at Ethnofood. Yes, but it's actually super interesting. I really wanna, I really wanna know more about that. And also, I don't know if you can give us maybe um, a concrete example of a project that you are working in this moment. So maybe, I don't know, like uh, with a specific community or uh, with a specific food product. Ethnofood it's an interesting project because I working with the people in vulnerable situation and give the new employees. I working with three different producers. Mezcal, like it's like the agave plant. I working with the cacao with the for making chocolates and I working with the social tourists, like give uh, different tours and design like different projects and I working and capacitation for the youth people in Oaxaca. And maybe, can you explain to us what is mezcal? I think that a lot of people that are going to listen to this episode, they don't know exactly what it is, no? So maybe you can explain to us what, what is it and what's the difference with tequila? Because we know like tequila is quite famous all over the world, but mezcal not so much. So maybe you can explain to us. Yes, of course. Mezcal is an incredible beverage. If you have the opportunity tasting, it's an incredible beverage in the world. Like the Institute of Beverage of Chicago tell about that and say the mezcal is the best and the most complex beverage in the world. It's too interesting because this beverage is like the ancient beverage. But the first element for explaining about mezcal, you need to know the concept, denomination of origin. For example, the most famous denomination of origin in the world is champagne. All the people know it's from French but exists not only maybe from the beverage because it exists different kind of denomination of origins, maybe clay, maybe goods, or maybe uh, foods or different products from different parts of the world. But in Mexico, it exists 18 different products. For example, Chile, habanero, yahualica, maybe rice from Morelos, vanilla, cacao from La Chontalpa, and uh, sotol, raicilla, as you say, tequila, tequila is another uh, denomination of origin, but obviously mezcal. The mezcal is like a complex beverage because, for example, in, in Mexico exists 250 different agaves for, for making mezcal or making different distillations, but only 60% you can make in Mezcal, but Oaxaca concentrate this 60%. It's too interesting because you can find uh, 55 different plants for making mezcal. But for example, when you're talking about tequila, tequila, it's only one kind of agave. The name is uh, agave tequilana azul or the blue agave or tequilana beber. This kind of agave is like the unique uh, plant for making uh, tequila. But mezcal exists maybe a lot of different names. For example, Karwinski, Squish, eh, Madrequish, Bicuish, eh, Tepextate, Mexicano, Arroqueño. Uh, the most famous is Espadín. This mezcal, it's too interesting, the process, because it exists three different. The mezcal, when you only showed in the brand or in the label mezcal, the meaning is uh, one kind of agave, and Unique was making for the industrial process. But if you show in the label uh, mezcal artesanal or the handcraft, it's like the, another uh, process or maybe the ancestral mezcal. 
is like the most ancient process and you can find in Oaxaca different flavors. Uh, the mezcal is too important for the employee in Mexico because only in Oaxaca working 37,000 uh, families working direct with mezcal and it's the important process for give money and have like another expression. Uh, many people working with mezcal and now it's the most famous and the most fancy. But mm, for example, maybe 10 years ago, when you drink mezcal in Oaxaca or in different places, uh, all the people say, come on, are you homeless? What are you drinking mezcal? But now it's like, the, obviously, I drink mezcal because it's the best in the world. It's interesting because now changing like the culture. But for example, in the communities or in the, in the towns, all the time drinking mezcal. No, it's only the fancy. It's too important for the culture because when you drink mezcal, the mezcal is like the culture, the liquid culture from Mexico. But for example, if you, uh, for example, if, if maybe if one person born or if you want, uh, or maybe one person die, all the time drink mezcal or give mezcal. Uh, like the reason is the celebrity. This drink, uh, it's too important for all the time for the life. And it's the big connection. If you love uh, to drink mezcal, no, it's only the alcoholic beverage. It's like the, another connection with your culture. Uh, if you are a, a, maybe a slow fooder, <laughs> uh, you need to taste it because it's like the good way for recognize different expressions in Mexico. And tequila is the same, but in the another part of Mexico, it's from Jalisco. But mezcal stay in different states from uh, Mexico. For example, Oaxaca, Puebla, Guerrero, Michoacán, Tamaulipas, uh, Durango, Zacatecas. It's a different expression, but it's too interesting because in Mexico, uh, for example, the comparative in cognac, it's only 1,000 kilometers, but maybe mezcal, it's 500,000 uh, kilometers is the half to Mexico. It's like the big area. I love when you said uh, that mezcal is the liquid culture for Mexico. I think it really gives the idea. No? <laughs> and also, um, just to understand a bit, so you said that um, so mezcal no, can come from all this um, different range of variety uh, of the uh, agave plant. And then once you have the plant, so how, how do you make the mezcal? Do you have to, to ferment uh, some parts of the plant um, you have the distillation I guess in the end can you tell us in a few words how it works of course for example like the process from mezcal are in four process for making mezcal you need to respect like the plant I need to say in this moment like the mezcal the sustainable industry why because the plant needs a lot of time uh, the most complex plants in Oaxaca need 35 years to mature. The name is uh, Marmorata or Tepextate or maybe the Arroqueño in Americana needs 20 years to mature. For making the mezcal, in the first time you need to keep the leaves because the leaves don't have the sugars. Uh, in the another place, making the robes or the another elements because the for making mezcal, only you need the piña, but not it's pineapple. Piña is only the body, only the heart from the agave plant. And if you remember, I say like that you need four processes. Like the first is a cooking process. You need to keep the leaves, and the next time you need to making uh, the big hole in the uh, in the earth is the um, 
the name is like the oven underground and you put like the plants and because you need to put a, a lot of quantity of woods and fire and you need to cooking like the stones and after you need to put like the piñas and you need to keep maybe five to seven days or maybe 10 days if the place is cold but you need to keep in this area and you need to open this space again and you need to broken like the second a step is you need to broken like it's like the cut is grinding you need to cut like the fibers you need to broken these fibers because you need to extract it's too interesting if you have the opportunity coming to Oaxaca and uh, maybe show or watch the process these different methods like the most ancestral you need to use the big mallet and you need to uh, use the strong force for the people or maybe if you don't have uh, the tajona is the tajona or the grinding chileno. It's like the interesting because it's like the big stone and broken like the fibers. Uh, now uh, many people use like the machines. The name is uh, grinding in and broken like the fibers. The third process you need to put water and you need to put the fibers on different containers. The most common in Oaxaca use different containers from the wooden containers or in different places use the leathers or maybe the clay and you keep in this area because uh, remember like the fermentation the fermenting is too important because you need um, different yeast the natural yeast and in different regions give like different flavors five to seven maybe 10 days or if you need more days and maybe 15 days but it's the slow process this is like the reason to the uh, the philosophy of a, of a slow food is the more connection from tasting mezcal because uh, this process when it's uh, the artisanal or the ancestral is too slow but maybe when you are uh, industrial process you need to uh, have more uh, faster process because maybe for fermenting in three or four days but when you have like the uh, artisanal you need more days and the last part is when you're distilling uh, if you remember, uh, the distillation, it's uh, the apart from Asia. But in the last investigation or the last research from different uh, researchers from Mexico, say in the northwest to Mexico, and say like the distillation was a part for the pre-Hispanic people. So it was interesting, but not all the people drinking uh, mezcal because it was the small batches only for the priests or maybe for the militaries, for the people uh, in the pre-Hispanic uh, time. But uh, if you remember, the agave plant is amazing because in different places, fine. For example, the another beverage, the name is pulque. And in Mexico, have the another uh, presidia. In Mexico, the, the agave of Antiplano uh, use the, this presidia and it's incredible. If you have the opportunity, the opportunity to tasting, it's amazing, but it's the another use from the agave plant. The name is... Uh, um, Agave Salmiana. The Salmiana is from Pulque. I really want to try all these different varieties, all these different things, and really feel the, the difference no, between the, the different types of mezcal and also try this Pulque. 
Oh, it sounds super nice. I would go on also asking you things about Mescal for another half an hour, <laughs> but I also have other questions that I would like to ask you. So <laughs> yes, so maybe yeah, next time we we meet, we we can uh, chat with a glass of uh, of Mescal. Yeah, of course. And um, as I as I said at the beginning, I'm asking um, kind of similar questions now to all the spinners that are participating to this uh, to this series, and uh, I've asked everyone also uh, how their uh, typical day looks like so how is it for you Juan Carlos when you wake up and uh, what you do during the day with your uh, amazing job and then um, yeah also your hobbies Jeff of course thank you for the question um, okay first I am a typical Oaxacan um, sometimes in my day uh, the diary day Uh, I start with when I wake up uh, all the time I love to use the bike I love I am a biker all the time but I will go to different places to around to my house but all days I will go to the the project to Etna food but I working for the different projects in different parts to Oaxaca but now I working with the government from the culture for the secretary for the Mexico government I working with different uh, persons to work in the artists but all days uh, for my first day I take my breakfast in Mexico it's not the common all the people when coming say why do you eat a lot in the morning but in Mexico it's too common to eat a big quantities of food beans cheese Uh, a salad, uh, juices, the, the first uh, aliment or the first food is the most important all the days. For Oaxacans, it's no more common to drink coffee. The most common to drink is chocolate. Chocolate with water is too interesting because many people when coming to Mexico say, why you don't drink chocolate with milk? But in Oaxaca, all the people drink uh, chocolate with water. Is the most famous beverage and you can find on cold or in, on hot. But in the morning, all the time, uh, drink in hot and uh, you uh, eat with the uh, pies of bread, the local. In Oaxaca, the most common bread, the name is conchas. I don't know how can I say it in English, but it's like the interesting bread because it's uh, was making with different flavors and sometimes put the chocolate on top but uh, this is my common day but different days i working with different producers one day on the week i will go to the market because for me it's the incredible place and the market from oaxaca is the most biggest uh, the second biggest uh, market from the south of mexico a lot of things to try and i'm getting hungry <laughs> <laughs> And, um, and also, uh, Juan Carlos, I wanted to ask you, how did you get involved with Slow Food and, or with the Slow Food Youth Network? Yeah, so was 10 years ago, I read about the Slow Food and I sent an email and I say, excuse me, what is the Slow Food? And maybe three months after, send me an, an email and excuse me welcome to the to a slow food i need send more info from and i read about the carlo petrini and i say ah oh, well it's incredible uh, but i need to learn more and maybe three years 
uh, after I know the uh, slow food from Mexico. One person say me, ah, the next week I, I'm staying in Oaxaca. If I want to talking with you and the next time I talking more information. And this is the start uh, my uh, introduce with the slow food in Mexico. I say, coming to Oaxaca and I give mezcal because seven years ago I have one mezcaleria. And this is my first contact with uh, slow food. And with the... A slow Food Youth Network, my first connection was in the Terra Madre. was incredible because I, if you remember, have a one project with the 100 person around the world and we have like this fin tank and was amazing place. was a big lab and have a different presentation. I meet a different persons and have a different capacitation. was amazing because uh, after to this project, I decided to open Ethnofood. Why? Because I I wanted to create uh, one space to talking about the food because it was amazing. And um, in order to participate to the uh, Global Spina Academy this year in the occasion of Terra Madre. And so I wanted to ask if you can tell us something about it from your experience, what you learned. The Sfina Academy is a formative program which offers knowledge on the current food system. It highlights compelling alternatives and helps the participants to develop a critical thinking. The participants come all from different backgrounds and from different disciplines to secure a diverse knowledge exchange. The first online Global Sfina Academy program was held from October 2020 to April 2021. Do you want to find out more? You can visit the website www.sfinacademy.com or send an email to academy at slowfoodyouthnetwork.org. was amazing because all the persons in this academy, it's amazing. All the people are clear, have different concepts. For example, if you love the food, please uh, never forget uh, this uh, capacitation, the information. For example, for me, uh, for my life, I love the information when I, when talking about the theory of change, but the theory of change with the food. How can I you change like the world, like the new? You need to make it like the new rules. How? Okay, you need to have a theory of change. If you want to change the the situation now, you need to use the new concept. You need to use the network because for me it was amazing because I talking with the persons from. Uh, Canada, United States, uh, Brazil, all the Jews have the new form to thinking, uh, but thinking the new world. Uh, you need to learn it, you need to prepare your, uh, your... It's like the same when you will go to the school because you need to read, you need to review different articles. It's too great because if you're talking about the food, you know, it's only with the the chefs like the nutrologists maybe sociologists uh, politicians farmers the academy it's open for all the knowledge it's important uh, learning how can i make it like the change because now like the system like the capitalist system uh, it's not the sustainable process and I think you need to create a new solutions, but it's only on team, only on group. Uh, I need to make it like the most uh, strong relations in the networks. Why? Because the networks changing like the form, but I need to capacitate like the person in the government. 
because sometimes like the people in the government only thinking for the small time, maybe three years or maybe five years only when working in the government. But I need to prepare like the new theory of change, maybe 10 years or maybe 50 years or maybe 100 years. The children now have the concepts, but it's important to share with all the people because uh, they they are uh, uh, the person to change in the world, but it's necessary to to explain how can I do and to make the more strong uh, networks because it's too important to changing. Oh, thank you so much, Juan Carlos. I think these uh, these last words that you said are are very good. Also, as a final message to all our listeners of the of the podcast, and um, yeah, there is uh, of course a lot of work to do. And if we are uh, together as a network, uh, as you said, we are stronger and we can really uh, make a change. So thank you so much again for uh, for being here today. Thank you for you for your time, the opportunity. Thank you to all our listeners for supporting us. And uh, I remind you that if you like this episode, you can share it with your friends and give us a five-star rating on iTunes, which will help us a lot to increase our visibility. And my name is Valentina Gritti. You are listening to The Spin Podcast. Ciao.